me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Hey everybody and welcome to a surprise Metallicast Mini. I am your host and fellow Metallica fan. My name is Brandon. It has been a long time since I've done one of these. At least it feels like a long time. The last episode came out like mid-October. It is now December. It has been almost two months since you last heard from me. But I assure you for good reason. I've been wanting to record... But on October 28th, baby Metallicast entered the world. My whole life has changed for the better, but my whole life has changed. And this podcast thing had to take a back seat between working full time, taking care of her. Things have been a little bit crazy, but things are also starting to balance out now that we are at the six week mark. And I feel like I'm ready to get back on the podcast horse. So what better way to ease into things than recording a Metallicast Mini for all of you in the Metallicast Militia. Now I'm hoping to get a full length out later this month. If things go as planned, I will be giving you something a little bit different. um, But very entertaining. And... December 26th, believe it or not, is going to be the two-year anniversary of Metallicast. So if you want to help me celebrate, please share your thoughts about the greatest show in the land, Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. And you can share your thoughts on FlickChat, which is a great free app you can get for your phone, and you can join the Metallicast militia members that are on there. We talk about Metallica. We talk about this podcast and it's awesome. Um, Flick Chat, use the code Metallicast, join the group. Or, of course, you can find at Metallicast Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email the show Metallicast at fansnotexperts.com. And while the Metallicast hotline might be dead, you can still leave a voicemail through Anchor. And there is a link in the episode description. So use that link, leave me a voicemail, send me an email, hit me up on social media. Just do whatever you want, if anything at all, to help me celebrate two motherfucking years of Metallicast. Now, I apologize ahead of time if I am a little bit rambling here or there. I am fucking exhausted. (laughs) That is the truth of it. I am exhausted. Um, If I space out at any point during recording this, I apologize. Not only am I exhausted, but I'm also watching Sleeping Baby Metallicast on the baby monitor as my wife is upstairs and in bed herself because her bedtime now coincides with the bedtime of Baby Metallicast. So about 7 o'clock p.m. each night. So I am up all alone partying, man going wild man going crazy living the high life recording this mini episode for all of you um i have to say my friends and family know me well got a adorable little onesie for baby metallicast there's a picture of it on 
my Instagram at MetallicastPod, as I mentioned before. Um, but basically, it is a spoof on the Kill 'Em All album cover. At the top, it says M is for Metallica, and then it has the Kill 'Em All album cover, but instead of a hammer, it's a baby bottle, and instead of blood, it's milk. And then at the bottom, it says Spill 'Em All. Uh, it's too big for her to wear yet, but I promise you, when it fits her, it is going to be the greatest day of my life. And I ha- also have to give a huge shout out to Clint and Ethan at Metal Up Your Podcast. So I've been playing music for Baby Metallicast since she was in the womb. Uh, and I've been playing her variety of music. Of course, I've been playing her heavy metal in Metallica. But I've been playing her, you know, classical, jazz, and everything in between. Um, and I have to say, uh, the music playing has continued now that she is part of this world. Uh, out of the womb and the song that she responds to the most the song that calms her down the most when she's at her fussiest is randomly their cover of where the wild things are from their cover the world blackened volume two um it is a great cover song um i've played the original cover the original cover i've played the original by metallica that's not a cover song you dumb idiot i've played the original by metallica did not get the same calming reaction as the soothing acoustic rendition of metal up your podcast so shout out to them for helping me calm my daughter down and if you have not heard the cover check it out um buy the album it's streaming i believe everywhere apple music spotify whatnot and i know i've been talking a lot about baby metallicast but that is what has been on my mind now for the last six weeks or so and well if you do not like it not much is going to change because the purpose of this mini episode is to give an overview and album review of another gift I got from a family member. Rockabye Baby, Lullaby Reditions of Metallica. Now you might be wondering who or what Rockabye Baby is. Well, according to their website, rockabyebabymusic.com, from the About Us page, Rockabye Baby is staffed by music lovers from all corners of the world. Headquartered in the Los Angeles neighborhood of Silver Lake, the label takes the rock music parents' love and transforms it into soothing instrumental lullabies. In short, Rockabye Baby makes rock music baby-friendly and kids' music adult-friendly. Our award-winning rock lullaby series consists of more than 90 releases to date, including lullaby editions of Bob Marley, The Beatles, Coldplay, and Adele. So they are, in short, a company. And I'm sure you've heard of them or at least seen their albums around because, as I just said, more than 90 releases. Pretty much, if there's a popular artist out there, there's a Rockabye Baby album uh, for that artist. They have sold over 1.8 million CDs and have had 2 million digital track downloads 
while garnering more than 650 million streams from close to 100 releases. Which is all pretty crazy. And again, from that, that is from their About Us page on their website. Um, I have read that the performances are by a single man named Michael Armstrong. I'm not sure if that is true. Um, I did my best to Google and find out some more background information, but uh, cannot find too much about Rockabye Baby. Uh, I did not see the name Michael Armstrong at all on their website, uh, but that seems to be um, the man behind it, at least uh, behind the arrangements and performances. Um, I'm sure by now with the uh, massive company that they seem to be pumping up all these releases, there might be many more involved in the process now. Now, the Metallica album was released August 29th, 2006. It features no songs post-Black Album. Uh, Some of the songs are obvious. Some of them, not so obvious. I'll do a uh, a rundown of the track list. There are 11 songs total. Track one is one. Then it goes to Wherever I May Roam. Then Enter Sandman. Then Fate Black. Then Nothing Else Matters. Then Battery, then The Unforgiven, then Master of Puppets, then Welcome Home Sanitarium, and then I think the last two tracks are the most surprising choices, Anesthesia Pulling Teeth, and Injustice for All. Now, these are not full versions of these songs. Um, Some of the tracks are pretty much the full arrangements as we know and love by Metallica, but... Most of them have been edited. Uh, Battery, for example, you really just get the introduction that's looped um, a few times to stretch it out for a couple minutes. Same thing with Injustice for All. You just get the uh, clean guitar introduction, um, and that's looped a few times to stretch it out for a couple minutes. But the instrumentation is not rock band instrumentation. It's not what you would hear on a Metallica album. Uh, These are lullabies. These are songs that are supposed to calm and soothe and put to sleep. So they use uh, instruments that are a little bit more delicate, a little bit more soothing, like vibraphones and bells. They typically stay away from, uh, at least on this particular release, percussion instruments and uh, guitars, not even acoustic guitars. Um, It's really a lot more... uh, but I, as a music educator, know, know as ORF Instruments, O-R-F-F. I'm not going to go into a whole thing of what that is, but that's how I know them as, and something you can Google, because this is a mini-episode, and I have a goddamn daughter to raise, right? So get off my fucking back. <sighs> I'm sorry, guy. Things are a little tense around here, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, You know, I thought the album as a whole is pretty good. (laughs) It works better than it should. And I think that is uh, a testament to how good these freaking songs are. You know, how many ways have we heard Metallica songs covered over the years? Just on this podcast, when I do the full links and end with the cover song, you know, there are death metal versions there are 
new agey versions, there are classical versions, jazz versions, and I think that speaks to the quality of the songwriting of Metallica. Um, I legitimately enjoyed listening to the album. I'm not sure it was an overwhelming success with Baby Metallica when I played it. She definitely did not mind it. She definitely seemed interested in it, but uh, in terms of not crying or being overly fussy when it was playing. But, you know, she's reacted well to just music in general. Thank God. Um, So I really do not think this album had any special effect on her. So her review is, I guess, somewhere in the middle. Um, But if you want a real, and this is an idea I stole from uh, a podcast, like How Did This Get Made? A second opinion, I did find a album review of this on a website called invisibleoriges.com and i'm going to just read through their review this is what they say speaking of sleep terror rockabye baby is a series of cds of lullaby versions of rock songs currently the series has 19 releases devoted to songs by coldplay Radiohead, Smashing Pumpkins, Nine Inch Nails, Nirvana, Tool, Led Zeppelin, and the Ramones, among others. So I just said they have over 90 releases, around 9 releases. This article says 19 releases. I should note that this is from October 12th, 2007. So this is over 10 years old. Um, evidently, upcoming albums will include songs by ACDC, Connie West, Depeche Mode, and Black Sabbath. This may seem like an innocuous idea, but the more I think about it, the more interesting it seems. What's a lullaby? A song to put a baby to sleep. What makes a song a lullaby? It's peaceful and soothing, i.e. lulling. How would one make a lullaby? It can't be too fast. Instrumentation is important, no distortion or extreme frequencies. Thus, the Rockabye Baby recordings feature delicate instruments such as the glockenspiel, vibraphone, mellotron, harp, and bells. One guy, Michael Armstrong, performs all the instruments. Interestingly, the perimeters of the series include no pianos to avoid sounding like piano tributes and no strings, flutes, or acoustic guitar to avoid sounding like Renaissance fairs. The Metallic Disc is the best-selling one in the series so far. So, by the way, that might be true. I'm not sure. I try to back up that fact that this article claims. And again, my Google searches came up short, but I'll take their word for it. Metallic Disc is the best-selling one in the series so far. This makes complete sense to me. Lullabies in Metallic is an extreme makeover and thus more interesting. In contrast, Lullabies in Coldplay, for example, seems rather redundant. But more importantly, the disc has actual musical value. Beyond Lullabies, comedy, what the Washington Post called it, and even the original intent, taking the teeth out of the music. Anyone, not just youngsters, can derive pleasure from this disc for two reasons. The first is that Metallic songs are perfect for the setting. Look at the instrumentation. It's all gentle and percussive. Metallic were the kings of melodic, jangly, clean tones, which of course led to mayhem in due time. Fade to Black, Welcome Home Sanitarium, The Bridge of Master Puppets, all untouchable and which will fall from my fingers onto every guitar I own. The second is a little deeper. Metallica songs are often attuned to child's anxieties as opposed to, say, Nine Inch Nails or Nirvana, which happened to teen angst, especially on the Black album. James Hetfield's parental abandonment issues are well known. I haven't heard the Smashing Pumpkins disc, but I bet it's good as that band also successfully explored children's perspectives. 
Of course, Metallica explored the dark side of such perspectives. It's questionable what message of any one, Fade to Black, a Welcome Home Sanitarium conveyed to someone who's just starting out life. The lyrics and distortion are gone, but the vibe of the song still comes through. That's the brilliance of this disc. The best song covers put the originals in a new light. That's exactly the case here. Stripped of nearly everything that defines them, tones, delivery, context, these songs are reduced to their essence. This wouldn't work for, say, Slayer, who derived their impact as much, if not more, from performance than composition. Now, these songs are just melodies and harmonies laid bare in their brilliance. One, just think about it gives me chills. It's one of the few pieces of music that generally make me want to cry. As I grow older and mortality looms on the horizon, the song grows more poignant. Amazingly, the lullaby version captures that weight. When it breaks into lush polyphony around one minute, three seconds, it feels like a flower blooming, a picture coming to focus, though the image isn't pretty. Wherever I May Roam does likewise. The song is probably the closest thing to a personal anthem for me, and I'm shocked at the insight this version reveals. The Phrygian-flavored intro is delightful. Years of metal-made Phrygian modes feel much more natural to me than standard major-minor scales, but when it shifts up a half-step at 58 seconds, it feels like a wonderland opening up, which connotes the openness of the road that the song celebrates. Of course, the original has this, but I didn't truly hear this at work until now. Not all the covers are so successful, surprisingly, and the salmon comes off flat. Cheekly, Anesthesia and Plinteeth is also included. Battery and Adjust for All only have their melodic intros, though understandably so. It would seem impossible to, lull- to lullabies the speed metal part of Battery, Fade to Black, and Monk Home Sanitarium wade into the rocking parts, but sound like mere strolls in the park. On the whole, this, on the whole though, this disc is thoroughly enjoyable. I'm not sure it's lulled by material or if it's even relaxing. Probably if one were a parent and wanted to get some sleep, this album might not shut Junior up. But at least start him on music appreciation. If you have kids, I guess it's worth checking out. If you don't have kids, I would say... Eh, check it out if you are like a devout... Need to hear every single Metallica cover that is out there. But there are a lot more adult-friendly covers. That is for damn sure. Now, stay tuned for a full-length Metallicast episode. Hopefully coming later this month if things work out. Check me out on FlickChat, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. At MetallicastPod on the last three. If you download FlickChat, use the code Metallicast and join the group. Of course, like I said, email the show MetallicastAdvancedOnExperts.com. Leave a voicemail on Anchor using the link in the episode description. Speaking of links in the episode description, if you are so kind and can share uh, a donation for the show, there's a link for that too. Um, obviously, I'm not a requirement. This is a free podcast. But uh, if you are so kind, uh, any money that the show makes through the ads, through donations, will be going towards upgrading equipment and promoting the show as I want this to I want the show to grow and evolve and progress as it enters its third year in 2020 I gotta shut up before this turns into a full length full length coming later this month till next time ladies and gentlemen middle up your ass yeah <laughs>
Amazon experts.